2: Welcome to The Help Desk Escalations. Uh, this episode is a fun little one to, to get us through Christmas and this is our Christmas gift guide, uh, our tech buying guide for the nerds in your life and the and the non-nerds as well. Joining me today is Tim Biggs, the editor of the tech section for the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age. How are you, Tim? I'm good, thanks, Pete. How are you? I'm lovely, sir. I'm lovely. Uh, also joining us is Alice Clark. She is one of my colleagues over at SMH and The Age. Also writing on tech and gaming and a whole bunch of cool stuff. How are you are like, uh, Alice, sorry, God. How are you, Alice?
0: <laughs> I am good, but also can't pronounce my own name, so it's <laughs>
2: fine. <laughs> I've had a rough morning already, I've got to say. Let's move into the gift guide. And I think I, I just wanted to say off the top that the first gr- rule of tech gift guides is Simplicity. No one wants to become ongoing tech support for a family member or friend, so I think you should keep that in mind when you're when you're thinking of what gifts you're going to buy someone. Just make sure that whatever their skill level is is matching the gift that you're going to give them so that that is my big a blanket rule when it comes to tech, I've been burnt in the past. My my sisters are completely they hate technology with a passion, both of them. And so I've I've been very wary of buying them gifts with it with anything tech in mind because I know it means lifelong tech support on my end. Um do you have any kind of rules like that, Tim? Not really.
1: I, I tend to I tend to follow that rule pretty closely and then if I don't I sort of make sure I lay down the law in the first place and say, Now I'm giving you this <laughs> gift, I don't ever want to hear about it again. <laughs> It's it's usually one of those things where it's something they've asked for, and I've said, okay, just be aware that I am not going to help you.
2: (laughs) Lovely. What about you, Alice?
0: So I have a flowchart that I have laminated and stuck to my dad's desk, which is the things he needs to do before he calls me for tech support.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: And I know that no matter what happens, no matter what gift he gets, no no matter what he is doing, he will ignore that flowchart and call me anyway. Mm -hmm. So I figure... May as well just add more to that five.
2: <laughs> that that will bring me actually to my very first gift idea, which is just an iPad. I know I know it's a very common thing for people to buy as a gift, but yeah, I I, I've, I stand by the fact that the. Base level iPad is one of the best deals in technology going around. It just gets better and better each year. Now it supports the the pencil and the keyboard, although the keyboard's so ex- expensive that you're probably not going to get that for the the cheapest iPad. But yeah, I, I just think that they're they're fantastic little devices, and also can be bought either on the refurb store or pretty cheaply on eBay as well. Like re- really good quality secondhand iPads. And so yeah, that's what my my four year old at the time got an iPad last year, and I think I only. Paid like three fifty for it or something. It was the the previous year's model on eBay that was being run out at a at a super cheap price. So, and you know the the lovely thing about the iPad is there's no tech support. And but but most people don't need it with an iPad. So yeah, iPad iPad for me is just one of those. It's an evergreen gift idea. It never goes out of style. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, the great thing about the iPad, I think, is that. The things that you do on it most aren't necessarily hardware intensive. So if you do get one that's a couple of years old, it's still pretty good. And the one that you get this year is going to last you for a long time. It's not like a phone where you sort of need to upgrade it constantly so it's it
0: is a good evergreen pick i think my mum's still using the original ipad that we got for her like (laughs) the week it came out for her birthday wow it pretty much only does solitaire Mm -hmm. now but that's really Mm -hmm. all she uses it for we i actually did get her a second a newer ipad earlier this year though and that has been our lifeline in 2020 that's been really our way to communicate we've done exercise every day while in lockdown of her on the iPad pointing it so she could see the exercises to do. And that's been really nice. I think, yeah, 2020 is the year everyone finally got the iPad. Mm,
2: absolutely. And it has a much better camera than their more expensive uh, laptops out there. So mm. yeah, that's, that's quite nice for, for the, the Zoom calls I've found as well. But yeah, let's, let's move into our picks for 2020 though. S- stuff that only came out this year. I- is there anything that really caught your eye over the last year that you just think would be a perfect gift, Tim?
1: Yeah, I guess like a lot of people, I sort of have been more aware of how poorly I take care of myself um, in the last couple of months, just because it's it's spent so long indoors, um, working from home, not having an excuse to go anywhere or being actively discouraged from going anywhere, I guess. And so just recently, I've been really into health tracking uh, gear. And I think that a lot of people, especially when we get into the new year, and you do start picking up those habits again, and maybe you realize that you've put on a few kilograms or your knees don't work very well, in my case, uh, <laughs> you might be doing the same thing. So the first the first thing is a watch. I, I like the Withings smartwatches. You can get them good ones from around 200 bucks with the, uh, the Withings Steel HR. But the one that came out this year is the Scan watch and that's $500, which is a lot for a smartwatch. But the thing I really like about these ones is They look like analog watches. I'm pretty sure a watch snob wouldn't call them an analog watch because they are little computers, but they look like an analog watch. You don't get the overwhelming apps and screen and features of an Apple Watch or a Android Wear Watch or a Wear Watch. It's very simple, but in the background, it's tracking your steps. It's taking your heart rate measurements. It does, you know, altitude. It tracks activities. You can set it to whatever activities you're doing. So it has all that sort of Health stuff, but only a basic level of smartwatch stuff. So it'll vibrate when you get notifications. It'll tell you who's calling, things like that. So I think it really it strikes a great balance where it's not super techie it's not it's not imposing on you constantly, but it gives you all that great data that you can look at later. Two hundred bucks for the basic one, and and five hundred for the one that does it does blood oxygen levels, it does ECGs. Um, most people probably aren't going to need that, but it is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that's a great pick because I, I I didn't have that on my list, but I absolutely love the Withings watch. It, it, like you, I think it's it's a, a beautiful design. It really does look like a classical watch. It's not... Yeah, I, I'm sure watch knobs will, will have issues with it, but yeah, I just think it looks like an absolutely gorgeous dress watch. And I, I wore it for a month, and as an Apple Watch user... I did miss a lot of those extra features, but it really is just so beautiful and looks great and you don't have to recharge it anywhere near as often. And yeah, re- really solid choice. And and I, I also really, like, I think one of the things that fell away for me in lockdown were, were good, healthy sleep habits. And so anything that can help you get back into that is really good as well. And, and the Withings uh, does that really well.
0: The whole Withings line is actually really good. Like their thermo temperature sensor really played into mine and my wife's PTSD. And so we've just been checking our temperature and tracking it uh, <laughs> at least a couple of times a week for the last six months. And that's been really nice. Uh, that's healthy by Super <laughs> healthy. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but at the same time, my mom had some blood pressure issues last year. And so we got her the Withings with blood pressure cuff. And mm-hmm. so that's given her some peace of mind. Admittedly, whenever she remembers how to use it. just Yeah, there's a lot of really... Good stuff in that range that's been properly tested and is actually useful.
1: Yeah, I've got the the scales as well, mm. and I've just recently got the the sleep analyzer. It's it's a bit weird. I'm still getting used to it. It slots underneath your mattress, and it sort of it tests your heart rate and your breathing rate. It tells you if you can hear any sleep apnea or how much snoring. Um, it does get a little bit confused because we have a, a little baby who's. Constantly in and out of our bed, so sometimes it's like you had a great night. You went to bed at like four PM, and I'm like, I don't think I did. <laughs> uh, but, but for the most part, it does give you um really great sort of insights and data that you can see at a glance. And it's like the watch; it's just something that you just have there. It collects the data um without you know too much imposition, and and you can sort of check it at your leisure.
0: But then, what do you do with the data? Like, I have all this data on how I sleep, but what What do I do after that
1: yeah it's I think that's part of the part of the experience that's maybe lacking a little bit is the the app is very good, but it sort of promises a lot of feedback and you know programs, and I just haven't really found that to be the case you know You can look at it and say, "Well I slept poorly, and that's that's basically it it'll It'll say things like you know well, your, your sleeping's not very regular. You should try to go to bed at the same time every night, yeah. which, you know, maybe, maybe that, that would help, but, you know, it's it's something that I don't, don't really have that much control over. <laughs> well, it's, yeah.
0: I find it to be really accurate, except it doesn't pick up when I sleepwalk. Ooh. Which is odd. And I think it has to be because of the second person in the bed, but, like, the other night it said I had a really good, solid sleep, except my watch... My watch knows that I got up at 6:21 a.m., walked into the other room, put it on to charge, and then got back into bed. <laughs> wow. But the Withings thought I was there the whole time. <laughs> and then I just woke up without a watch. Going what?
2: Wow, I, I haven't actually pulled out the, the Withings, the sleep analyzer thing. It's it's sitting in a box of tech somewhere. But um, I'm, I'm going to give that a try. I've been using uh, Auto Sleep on the Apple Watch, and. it... it because you know it, it takes a little bit of uh, of training to charge your watch when you're at your desk rather than overnight. But once you get into the habit of doing that, that's that's much easier. And like it, it has definitely helped me get to sleep at a more regular clip. Of like it, it's told me what time I should start aiming to shut down and take distractions away and all that that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I've been using that, and it, honestly, it has has definitely helped.
0: Mm, the sleep time reminders on the Apple Watch are definitely probably the most helpful thing i found for sleep. But also, while we're talking about fitness and watches, we really can't go past the Apple Watch mm. and what's going to come up soon with Apple Fitness. And judging by the ads and what I've seen in... The press releases. That's going to be really good.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It drops in three days, I think, in Australia. So actually, by the time you've heard this, uh, it will be available.
0: While we're on the subject of fitness, even if you don't want to spend all the money on an Apple Watch and then get fitness, Les Mills on Demand, a three month subscription to that is a great gift. And how much is that? So I think it's about sixty one Australian dollars for three months. Mm-hmm. And just, you get access to a bunch of people with weird accents doing exercises in beautiful New Zealand, Mm -hmm. and you almost feel like you're there, but not actually, (laughs) and you follow along, and they're all very enthusiastic. It's great.
2: Okay, yeah, I've I've got that app installed on one of my other picks, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's stick with the Apple Watch for a sec, because I really do think that that is, head and shoulders, the best smartwatch on on the market. Sure, I'm an Apple fanboy, but there there really isn't a lot of really good competition in smartwatches, which upsets me. Like I, I loved how great Android Wear was when it first came out, but it it has just kind of Google has seemingly abandoned it, which is a real damn shame because Apple has no real competition, I would say, in in that high end. But yeah, the Apple Watch, again, doesn't have to be super expensive. So the the 429 SE is a good deal, I would say. But if you look around again on Amazon and they have a couple of refurb stores and and eBay as well, uh, you can generally find uh, a Gen three for under three hundred bucks. And Gen three would be my cut off. Uh, you don't want to go any lower than that. But a Gen three Apple Watch, uh, most people wouldn't be able to tell the difference, and uh, that's a that's a pretty damn good gift.
0: It's the kind of watch that as soon as someone sees you use it, they get it. Mm-hmm. Like. We had my cousins over on the weekend, and they saw my mum and me using our watches. And on the way home, one of them bought one.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, okay. It's
0: it's just, it's what, if you care about fitness but don't care about it to the level of getting a Sunto watch, which I think is really the pinnacle for really hardcore fitness people, uh, the Apple Watch is just a no-brainer.
2: Yeah. What about you, Tim?
0: I, I tend to
1: not use... Apple phones for most of the year so even though I I really love the Apple Watch it's not something I'm I'm super into and I think that's maybe something to be aware of that if if the person you're buying gifts for doesn't use an Apple phone the the, the Apple Watch is completely Ooh, useless yeah that's true uh so and it is unfortunate that there's no good alternative um for just a general use smartwatch if you're using an Android phone, there's there's really not a lot. You know, you can go the Withings route and get a watch that does smart things, but it's not the same as having, you know, that sort of graphical interface that you can sort of use, especially when you leave want to you leave your phone at home and sort of go for a jog or, or go to the shops or something. There's really
0: no options on that side of it. Well, thing. the Samsung one's pretty decent for that, though. If you've got a hmm. Samsung
1: phone, I, I find on non-Samsung phones, it's a it's a bit of the same thing. It, it it does technically work, but but yeah, it's you're right. If you if you've got a Samsung phone, Samsung watches are are pretty decent. Uh,
2: I thought about buying my dad an Apple Watch. He uses an Android phone, uh, but I, I I thought that the you know fall detection and a couple of the other health side of things would be really good for him. And I was going to use that. You know, they've got that new feature where you can set it up without an iPhone if. Basically, someone's admin of their of their watch, but that doesn't work unless you have um, good access to the, the the person and the watch. And my dad lives in Sydney, I live in Melbourne, so that wasn't going to work for me, unfortunately. So another thing to keep in mind if you, if you are looking at that that new thing for, for getting an Apple Watch for your kid. I I thought about that as well, but five years old is probably a little bit too young to, <laughs> to introduce uh Penny to the Apple Watch. Anyway, let's let's move on to gaming because I think the the big gaming present or the big Christmas present that everyone wants is probably sold out. I can't get it. I'm I'm I was kind of desperate for a PS5 and I just could not get one anywhere. I, I assume you both have one as as the gaming reviewers of the smh
0: yep why yes i do (laughs) indeed (laughs) you bastards
2: all right uh so so right now if someone wanted to go out and buy the ps5 they're probably looking at about a thousand bucks on ebay at least and so would you be paying that much money for a ps5
0: sweet baby cheeses, no (laughs) but it's good yep uh what do you think tim
1: i i would be waiting i think both the um well i mean all all next gen systems the the ps5 and the Series X and the Xbox Series S, they're all they're all sold out, but I would say wait, you know, for for a lot of reasons. A, it's just not worth that much money. B, they sort of they're still they're still starting, so there's still things that are going to change and get better. You're not missing out that much at the moment. And C, pretty much all of the good games are coming out on all platforms, and in most cases, when you buy a game for the current generation consoles, it's going to work on the new ones when you get them. So I'd say, you know, focus on games and, you know, accessories and experiences this Christmas and all that stuff is going to carry over to the new system when they become more readily available. Though
0: it is important to note that if you buy if you buy games for your Xbox now, they will be upgraded and fancy and shiny when you get the Series X. If you buy games for your PS four now, they will be PS four games on your PS five. Most of them don't have the same
1: yeah, it's it's a lot more complicated on the PS4 for sure because they leave it up to whatever the publisher wants to do. So some of them say, when you buy the PS4 game, we'll give you a voucher for a PS5 game. And some of them say, you know, you can have a certain amount off a PS5 game. So it's, it's yeah, yeah it's messy. Uh,
2: and so the, the one game that I'm really bummed out that I'm I'm missing out on is Miles Morales. Uh, Alice, well, is that worth me getting on the PS4?
0: Frankly, yes. It is better than the original Spider-Man game, which I loved. And it's just one of those games that you need to play. It is, admittedly, a lot better with the DualSense controller, so you can feel... uh, Because the DualSense controller has special rumbles and vibrations in each part of the controller, and there's also different tensions that can be put on the triggers. And that tactile feedback made, made the game even more immersive. But I uh-huh. think even without that, it's still a really good game.
2: Okay, cool. And uh, what are some of the other games that you would recommend?
0: Oh, so SAC well, for just PS Five or all? Of them?
2: uh no, no, for for all systems.
0: For all systems, look, get Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. Look, I know it's a ten year, twenty year old, game, a very old game, but it <laughs> has been remastered so well. I love it so much. It's just, yeah. It's been remastered so well that it looks exactly the way you remember playing it when you were a teenager, even though that means it's 20 times better than it actually was.
1: (laughs) But I love love that they re-scanned all the original skaters so that they're old. (laughs) Like, they didn't try to recreate Tony Hawk from 2000. It's 2020 Tony Hawk, and, like, uh, everybody else from the game, and then they've got a whole bunch of new skaters as well sort of representing the new generation it is a, s- such a good but remaster. they don't
0: simulate the arthritis that the older players would probably have and that disappoints no, obviously, me.
1: obviously obviously steve caballero is still doing exactly what he could do 20 <laughs> years ago despite the fact that he's like a 60 year old man now and he can do most of it but i don't think he can he can quite nail the, the kind of combos that he I'm probably gonna feels do. it a bit
0: more the next day as well
2: yeah, yeah, probably. Wow, I've I've never played the original, so um, all right, I'll, I'll have to give it a shot. What, Tim? What what other games would you recommend? Buying
1: games for people is always a bit weird because you kind of need to find out exactly what they have already, so you don't do the thing where they unwrap it and they go, uh ah. But um, I think for for kids, it's probably a bit easier because you know they tend to have fewer games. So I'd say uh, Sackboy on PS4 and PS5. I've been playing with my family, and it's. It's sort of like a Mario-style platformer. It's cooperative. You can have up to four players, but it's sort of a bit edgier than than Mario. All the music, sort of pop music remixes, and you get great outfits and stuff you can collect, so that's cool. And if if you're buying for a kid with a Switch, I mean, anything that says Mario or Zelda or Pokemon, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with stuff like that. And there's been a few of them, you know, this year, so... I think that's probably a good shout out. Yeah. All
0: my little cousins this year, I'm getting them an Xbox One X, my mm. old Xbox One X. I really hope they're not listening. Happy birthday, kids. Uh, but with that, we're getting <laughs> them an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription, so they can just play lots and lots of things, and I don't have to tell them what's good, because I do not know what a 16-year-old thinks is cool anymore, and that's probably for the best.
2: And and how much is the Xbox uh, Game Pass?
0: Oh, I think it's about 15 bucks a month or 100 or yeah. a lot of money a year. It's
2: it's um
1: I think for it's it's sort of tiered. So for a console it's 11 dollars a month and then for ultimate which is a console mm. and a PC and also a bunch of other stuff it's 16 a month. I think if you if you want to get like a physical card you can get it from JB and stuff where it's an ultimate subscription for 3 months for like 50 yeah. bucks I think. Um, so that'll cover, you know, everything they can play online, they can get all the Game Pass games, they can play on a PC if they have one, they can get, uh, EA games. It's, it's so much stuff and it's such a great value. If I was a kid, uh, and someone said, here's access to like 200 games, I would be beside myself.
2: It's- yeah. I'm really I-
0: hoping they like games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I, I was really blown away by the, the Game Pass I've got to say. And so I, I, I was lucky enough to to get a review unit of the Xbox and um, it really, like, I I was so gung-ho about the PS5 coming into this generation. But yeah, Game Pass is super compelling and it it has completely extinguished any FOMO I might have about the PS5 uh, not being able to to get the PS5.
1: Yeah, and the the thing I like about it too is if you're a gamer or you used to be a gamer and you're sort of trying to introduce it to... Uh, younger people, these sort of subscription services tend to have a big contingent of older games um, for Xbox, you know, they've got all of the Halo games, they've got some old original Xbox games and 360 games, and then like ports of older ooh, stuff ooh. you know, Sonic the Hedgehog and and you know, platformers, mm-hmm. so if you're trying to introduce someone to stuff like that, it's great to sort of just go through the catalogue and, and see what you recognise and sort of just pick stuff off the car and, and it's like that on other platforms too, you know, Switch has the Nintendo Switch Online subscription, which I think is six bucks a month, and has a bunch of NES and Super Nintendo games. So it's one of those things where you can be like, "I know how to play this, and I'll I'll show it to you." Yeah,
2: yeah, I've ha- I've had so much fun uh, playing older games with my kid this year. Um, how old is Icky?
1: He is about to be four.
2: Okay, and and so are you starting on that that retro path? Are you going to do the the nerd dad thing where uh you start at a earlier generation so you can show them the progression
1: where he says can i play this and i say no you start with super mario brothers the original you played through that (laughs) i had to play through it you have to play no i'm not gonna do that um but you know he's he's lucky here because the house is is literally filled with video games and he doesn't really i mean obviously because he's four years old he doesn't get how time works or how history works. So even though he he can use the words, you know, this is the older version of the game, he doesn't understand what that means. So he'll sometimes want to play Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and sometimes he'll want to play The Wind Waker or he'll want to play Miles Morales, which he cuz he loves Spider-Man now all of a sudden and he wants everything to be Spider-Man. Yeah, he <laughs> he sort of he's totally Fine with any era of, of video games. So I think probably for a Christmas gift, it's not a great idea to buy someone like a Super Nintendo because there's so much <laughs> involved in in trying to get it to work properly. But definitely, if that is something you're interested in, there are heaps of options. If you're a Sega kid, there's a great collection of Sega Mega Drive games on every platform. I think it's called Sega Mega Drive Classics. It'll set you back like 20, 30 bucks. Mm. Or, you know, you can go the Nintendo Switch online route or just look through the catalog because these games, or a lot of them, have survived, you know, in, in one form or another. And their kids, kids still love them. You mm. don't have to worry about online connectivity. And you, it's not like when you buy FIFA and then all of a sudden you have to give them 30 bucks a month so they can, you know, have the best experience possible. It's just all sort of there. You press all the buttons and work out how it works and then off you go.
2: Well, yeah, I, I am doing that um, annoying thing where my kid has to understand the history of video gaming. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going back too far, so so I, I put a limit on it, and I thought the Wii U, which is 1080p, and mm-hmm. the Nintendo. I'm, I'm actually buying her a 2DS for for Christmas, nice. a 2DS XL, and. I'm going to load that up with a whole bunch of games so that she she doesn't have to worry about losing cartridges or anything like that. Uh, now you've
1: legally acquired these games, right? I've there?
2: legally acquired these games. These yeah, okay. are backups <laughs> of games that I've legally acquired. But uh, the 2DS is... That's kind- illegal
1: in Australia, actually.
2: <laughs> oh, right, is it? Well, uh, forget I said anything. But, um, look, it, <laughs> I mean, you can, also, you can also go the legal route. Even though Nintendo uh, finally... Killed the line earlier this year. The, the store still works, so you can still go go in and download, you know, Mario Kart Seven and things like that legally if you want to. Or you can also uh, <laughs> do other things. You can also whatever, maybe, yeah. yeah, whatever. No, no judgment here. But I, but I do think the two DS XL. You can get that for about a hundred bucks in cash converters and eBay and things like that. Mm-hmm. That is such a great machine for, and it plays
1: original DS games too, which are so prevalent and so cheap. Mm. Uh, that you can sort of find them just lying around anywhere. And there's so much good stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, like, honestly, playing Wind Waker with a five-year-old has been the absolute highlight of 2020 for me. So it's been really, really fun to, to watch her kind of Understand the Zelda lore and and figure out the the puzzles and yeah just just a wonderful experience um I'm I'm surprised that hasn't had a a Switch remake yet
1: yeah I mean um they're getting to it right um there's so much stuff that was sort of on the Wii U that nobody's ever seen or heard Mm, of because mm. no one had a Wii U yeah but I guess they have to they have to get through it slowly right if they just dumped it all on there right now what would they have to sort of dredge up for the next five or ten years but it it is an excellent game it's an amazing game all the zeldas are and i guess if you do have a wii u for whatever reason uh (laughs) there is also twilight princess hd on there which is another another brilliant game
0: millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds
1: You know, whatever whatever you have or find out whatever the person you're buying a gift for has, there are plenty of
2: options. Absolutely. And the only brand new thing I'm I'm buying my kid and obviously I'm spoiling her this year, is I've bought I, I bought myself a copy of Mario Kart Live. I bought it like Day one, the, the second you could pre, pre-order it, I just bought it uh, sight unseen. And then I realised that my house is probably not the best house for it. I'm giving it to, to my daughter to play at, at her mum's place, which the the floor will be a, a lot kinder to Mario Kart there. And they, they've got a switch. Uh, they've got the big switch. I've only got a switch light, so uh, I, th- I thought... You know, playing on the TV would be a better experience as well. So I'm super excited. I I, it's it's one of those games that I bought for penny, and it's just been killing me that it's it's hidden in a cupboard for the last month. (laughs) I just want to play it so much. Is it is it good, Tim?
1: Yeah. So for the for the unfamiliar, basically, what this is is it's a physical cart. You know, that looks like Mario Luigi inside a cart, and. You connect it wirelessly to your Switch, the cart's got a little camera on it, so that when you hit the accelerator in the game, the cart actually moves around your house. And so, the way it works is that the cart actually moves quite slowly itself, but because it's so low to the ground, when you see it on the screen, it looks like your house is huge, and the cart's moving at like 60 kilometers an hour. So, sort of... It's It takes a bit of getting used to and a, t- a little bit of setup too because you've got to clear out a space in your house. Mm-hmm. You've got to put down these little gates that the camera can recognize so it knows the kind of track that it's on. But once you've got it all set up, yeah, it is it is really fun because it feels like Mario Kart but you also get the sort of novelty of looking up and seeing this little thing sort of trundling around. And it, it's, it's linked up so well and Nintendo always, obviously, such a high attention to detail but like... If you get hit by a red shell from an enemy, obviously you spin out in the game, and in the real life, your cart stops. So it's sort of it's got that link. And when you go through a gate or hit a mushroom, you go super fast. Obviously, if you miss a turn, there's every chance that you're going to actually slam into a fridge or <laughs> you know, a pet or something. You want to get the cats out of the way. Um, I have a have a nine month old baby who we sort of just plonked in the middle of the track and so sort of became this extra obstacle because he would just try to grab it every time. (laughs) Uh, And so it's, yeah, it's, it's a
2: lot of fun. Oh, that sounds amazing.
0: It is one of those games though, that you do need a fairly sizable play area and also preferably either a child or another adult who's just as into it and has their own one.
2: Can you play with uh, two cars and one switch or do you need two switches?
0: Two cars, two switches.
2: Oh gosh, that's that's harsh. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. so I, I enjoyed it all the times I played it for work and then said I would definitely get out and play it more and then just never have.
2: Yeah, I, I felt it had that... that possible experience of like it would be fun to set up once and then you'd probably never do it again but you know either way uh, I, I couldn't help I, I, I just had to buy one uh, I, I am disappointed that you can't get a peach version because obviously mm. Penny would love to play peach but ah, well she got Mario um let's move on to headphones headphones are a, a fairly safe gift i would say for most people uh are there any headphones that you would really recommend so far
0: the ones that i was really impressed with this year like there was a lot obviously the sony xm 4s are just as incredible as the xm 3s but they're wearing a new hat the bose quite comfort noise cancelling earbuds if you're going true wireless and don't want to go airpods actually no even if you just want to go true wireless these ones are really good they Mm -hmm. have good noise cancelling don't run with them noise cancelling doesn't like running but aside from that, they fit really well. They sound really good. I think they're like four hundred and something.
2: Yeah, uh, Tim.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. If you're going, if you're going for over-ear headphones, um, Sony is still, I think, the the best choice. And the the thousand X Mark IVs are great they're, they're 400 bucks which is a bit pricey the noise cancelling i think is the best you can get and i also like you You can go back and get the the mark threes if you can find them cheap they're basically the same thing yeah but, yeah uh, they're
2: quite on th- quite often on sale for about 220 so yeah um, so yeah. so yeah. what i think what you get is
1: a little bit i think they're a little bit better at the noise cancelling and they have got some things where like as soon as you start speaking they will pause your music and pump through the outside audio so you don't have to sort of fumble around with things if you have an impromptu conversation but they never did that for me basically really might do it too much oh (laughs) i'll sort of i'll sort of just be talking quietly and they'll sort of be doing things and i'll be like okay i need to turn this off or i'll get on like a call like this on for work and they'll just turn off and i'll be like oh that's not supposed to happen (laughs) but um yeah so they're they're great and they can connect to two Um, sources at once which is also quite handy bose has done that for a little bit and then yeah on true wireless i think if you're using an iphone the airpods pro are probably still a pretty good bet their noise cancelling is good they work really well with all your apple gear obviously if you're not using an iphone i used the i used one of the samsung buds for a while the um the buds plus the beans which were yeah well no the not the beans. The, the beans are buds. Life, the circular ones. Yeah, right, right, Buds Plus is what I used, and I found they were they were very good.
0: I was just going to say, with the AirPods Pro, if you have an older relative who is perhaps not ready to admit that they near that they need like hearing aids yet, <laughs> but they're still technically competent with devices, they can actually use their AirPods Pro or regular AirPods and their phone in like a crowded restaurant. They put their AirPods Pro in, they put the phone. Next to the person they want to hear, and it just beams the audio directly into their AirPods. I think that's a really, really cool feature.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And i I lost my AirPods Pro in about March. Ever since, I've been super sad. I, I I honestly think that they're you know again Apple fanboy sure, but but I do think that they're just weirdly magical. Like I've tried a, a bunch of the different in ear headphones, and I and I I really hate that in ear feeling most of the time mm-hmm. I find them claustrophobic when I when I wear the ones that are really designed to seal well and the AirPods Pro the the seal is not that aggressive but it's insane how good the noise cancelling is considering it they just lightly touch against your ear so yeah for that reason alone I just think that they're crazy crazy good and I uh, I find myself almost buying them every other day because <laughs> I miss them so much but uh, Obviously, three forty nine. I think they go for that. Is a pretty expensive gift. So instead, the the one I the one I've been impressed with quite recently has been the Beats Flex. So that's seventy nine bucks, mm-hmm. and it's got the same kind of same kind of padding as the AirPods Pro, where they don't jam right into your ear. They just kind of snugly fit alongside them. But again, really, really great sound quality. You know, kids like the Beats brand, so. That'll get you brownie points as well. And for seventy nine bucks, they are a really, really compelling bit of hardware.
0: I didn't actually try the Flex, but I. You have to be a little bit careful with the bow. So the Beats uh, Sports headphones because they've got that. Do the Flex still have that over the ear hook thing?
2: They don't. No. They're, okay, they're, well that's good. Yeah, because that's the thing I hate all... about
0: their sports one because it's so uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah, no, th- these are the kind of necklace type design oh, yeah. where they 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 magnetically clip in in the front so you know you don't lose them I, I don't know I just, I just think that they're very smartly put together I've always liked those those kind of headphones that go around the neck like a little necklace but apparently they sell terribly so uh, you might you might be able to find Beats at um an even cheaper price because of that are there are there other low-end headphones that you would recommend
0: I'm a terrible headphone snob Bear I've seen Dynamic, the wall I've actually. seen the wall that you have yes <laughs> And that's not even all of them. Bear Dynamic has some pretty good uh, cheaper ones. So the ones that I actually use in my drum kit, I've immediately forgotten the name. I had them a second ago. But they're designed for musicians, and there's a whole range of them designed for different instruments. And these ones are designed for electric drums, and they're like 89 bucks. And they're what uh, Paris is using in the studio. And so they've got the Bear Dynamic cheaper ones, They're actually way, way better than you'd think. They're professional grade and they're under a hundred bucks and I don't know how they're under a hundred bucks, but they're worth it.
2: Oh, fantastic. Tim?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I think part of it is being a snob and part of it is that I'm kind of at the mercy of what people choose to send me to review and they tend to send the more expensive ones. Mm. But I know that I have tested quite a few uh, Sony sort of noise cancelling headphones that use the same kind of tech as the big guys but you know kind of skimp in a lot of areas to to get it to a lower price point. So I can't really remember what they're called because they all have ridiculous names but there are um, there are definitely sort of a trickle-down effect where if you look at the sort of high end kind of thing that you'd like you can usually sort of have a look around and see what comes in at a couple of stages lower. And you can, you can knock off easily a couple of hundred
2: bucks mm. um, and still get something
0: pretty great. Actually, it's a similar deal with, sorry, uh, similar deal with Plantronics.
2: I was just going <laughs> to say them, yeah. <laughs> I, I've always thought that Plantronics is kind of best bang for buck in terms of uh, if, if you want uh, really good sound and at a cheaper price point than, than your Bose and Sony's out there, um, Plantronics has, has never really done me wrong. And they've got uh, – they don't make them anymore, actually, but they had a pair that – I think it was like the – Fit 2 or something that that were over-ear headphones, super comfy, super lightweight, um, for about a hundred bucks, and uh, they they were the gift. Uh, I gave uh, my sister one year. So yeah, they they go by the name Polly these days uh, for their their consumer stuff, but you can still find them as Plantronics. Uh, well, let's move on to other gifts because we've been going for quite a while. Uh, what, what are some of the gifts that you're you're thinking of buying the the nerds and the non nerds in your life?
0: Well, the combined birthday and Christmas gift I got my wife was a brand new oven. It is a smart oven. It has a little probe you can put in bread and meat to, and it'll tell you what when it gets to the correct, correct temperature and then turn the oven off. I like that feature.
2: And and what brand is that?
0: That is an Electrolux one. It also has like a full steam function. It's great, but make sure you measure your oven hole; Otherwise things will get very bad, very quickly. <laughs> uh, the other place I've been getting a lot of gifts from, uh, particularly if you're in Victoria, going to the Vic Country Market website is fantastic. It's this okay. state government initiative to try and keep small town country farmers markets alive during 2020. And so the government is covering all the shipping costs and they have a truck that goes out to the regions uh, Monday through Wednesday and then they deliver it on Thursday and Friday in this big refrigerator truck. And you can get ice cream, you can get freshly milled flour, handmade bath bombs that are better than Lush, but a tenth of the price. And it's just the best thing ever. Like, if you have a question about the flour, you call them up and you talk to the farmer who actually milled the flour. It's amazing.
2: Oh, that sounds fantastic. I've never heard of this. Mm.
0: Do it. It's spectacular. Like, Excellent. I have bought way too much from there this year.
2: Oh, fantastic. What about you, too?
0: In terms of
1: Techy stuff. As much as I, I, love a good bag of flour. Um,
0: <laughs> it's a port from the internet, Tim. It still counts as technology.
1: No, no, no. I am very intrigued, <laughs> and I will be looking into it. I, I've had a lot of uh, success buying uh, smart speakers for people, mm. um, particularly less tech-savvy people. It's it's stunning how quickly people get the hang of of using something. Even my mom, who is a complete technophobe and won't touch computers or smartphones or anything, uh, has no trouble, you know, addressing a Google speaker to get it to play whatever music she wants or, you know, you can use them to read out recipes or, you know, call people, or whatever. And this year specifically, mm. each of the the makers, Google and Amazon and Apple, have sort of mid-range speakers that are all 150 dollars uh, sort of sitting somewhere between those really small puck shaped ones and the really big expensive ones. And I've just found that all three of them sound really good. They work really well. They're sort of all better at different things, but I guess it depends on, you know, who you're giving it to. I think if someone's got absolutely no smart gear already, I'd always go for the Google one. So the the Nest Audio, just because the Google Assistant is so good at um, picking up natural language. Mm. Um, and then Amazon's got the, the new Echo, which looks like a Sphere, which I'm not a big fan of, but if you've got other sort of Amazon stuff, subscriptions or devices, it works really well with everything. And the, the Apple HomePod mini, obviously, if you're an Apple household. Siri still isn't great with sort of smart device stuff, but if that's not really a concern, um, it is fun to be able to get home Tap your iPhone on the home HomePod and the music just moves from your headphones to your house, which is really neat.
0: Yeah, uh, plus it, it does maths for you. Well, that's
1: handy.
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm obviously Apple fanboy. I've said it what, four times now, but um, I've got a I've got a house full of Google sp- uh, speakers, and I much prefer that. Uh, like you said, Tim, there's Google always understands what I'm asking it, even if I butcher. The sentence and it understands my five-year-old as well, which is handy. Yeah, so so I, I and I'm totally with you. I love the the latest Nest speaker; sounds fantastic. Really? I, I would also say that that spherical Amazon one also sounds great for for the price. Mm-hmm. I'm I do use Amazon, but I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm all in with Google these days, and I can't be bothered switching.
1: Why give all your personal data to too many companies? I say exactly. stick with one and
2: give them absolutely everything you got. Yeah, yeah. Let let the world's largest advertising company track everything you say rather than the world's largest uh, online store. I, I that that's that's where I feel comfortable. They all <laughs>
0: seem trustworthy. <laughs> I'm I'm sure they're just using it for good things. Yes. Yeah, total, there's no evil there.
2: Um, so so I would absolutely recommend the nest uh, that that min- minimum speaker the, the bookshelf style speaker sounds absolutely fantastic and sticking with google i've been blown away this year by the Google TV I mm-hmm. uh, am a long term mm-hmm. Apple TV user and you know look most smart TVs these days the apps are uh, fine all you really care about is Netflix and and iView, and they <laughs> at least in my house and, and and they're they're always fine on whatever smart TV that you have have but you just get so much more if you if you do spend that a little extra and go for the Apple TV or the Google TV and this year this year's update to the Google TV just blows the Apple TV out of the water it is mm-hmm. such a better interface it is so much better apps uh, and and the most important thing is it has a remote that you're not going to lose it mm-hmm. so for for those reasons and 99 bucks it it so it's like half the price or a third of the price of the Apple TV it is a killer gift idea.
1: Yeah, I love how once you've signed into your different apps, it sort of collates them on the home screen and has suggestions for, you know, movies and TV shows to watch from across the different apps rather than you having to go into each one and browse. Mm. Or if you if you do know what you're looking for or you know the sort of thing you're looking for, I was re- I'm always really skeptical about remotes with voice integration because you know things like samsung tvs and lg tvs are very hit and miss but the um the chromecast google tv it's so good it's it's that same sort of natural language recognition where i pick up the remote i press the button and i talk into it and it brings up results from all the different apps that i have with options and some of them say you know you can buy this on youtube or you can get it on amazon prime which you already paid for and i'm like great uh it just sort of works seamlessly and and what you say is true that most TVs come with apps already but at least from what i've found after a couple of years they become super unreliable mm. because the the TV manufacturers have moved on to new devices they stop updating the old ones as much or you know something like binge comes along and they don't support binge or there's a new update for stan that doesn't gel or whatever it is after a couple of years things kind of fall apart you don't want to buy an entirely new TV in most cases, so you can just buy this for a hundred bucks and stick it in,
2: and it's great. And it also does Steam Link, which uh, I, like, I I'm still discovering new things on that uh, every day. So yeah, it does Steam Link. There's there's a great I'll find the name and stick it in the show notes. Uh, yeah, I, I saw Les Mills the other day, so I haven't <laughs> signed up yet, but uh, yeah, it's I. I I can't speak highly enough about the the Google TV. It it just it, it is exactly what the Apple TV should have been. And because, you know, Apple does that same thing where where you can go to the one interface and see a whole bunch of shows from various publishers, but they don't have Netflix. I, I don't know what the the background argument is between Apple and and uh, Netflix, but they're not on board. They are on board on the Google TV. And so that's that's been one of those things where because it's it's using that same kind of creepy Google knows everything about you data that it it will start to kind of push up those shows that you m- might not have found in Netflix because Netflix just has so many new shows coming out all the damn time. But yeah, it, for me, you know, that, that's how I discovered the Queen's Gambit for instance is uh, it just kept popping up on my home screen as, as a recommendation to watch. And
0: I enjoyed it. Pretty much Apple TV and Google TV are uh, really all you need. You don't, know? need like once you have your smart tv you don't really need much else than that unless of course mm. you want to go for like an 8k smart tv in which case you should totally probably not do that but it's a good option <laughs> if you have way too much money
2: uh and and final little stocking stuffers uh a- a- anything in mind
0: always lego always <laughs> there's just a good option especially now that there's all the lego super mario stuff like mm. if you happen to have a child in your life who enjoys lego It's just so smart. But also there's like a ton of really good leapfrog toys if you've got Mm -hmm. a kid. So there's a really good uh, book called 100 Words that will start teaching your 12-month-old toddler how to speak both English and Chinese. And I can't do that. That seems cool. No, I totally second
1: um, Lego Mario. And, And the good thing is that there's so many different sets and, and blind bags and accessories and outfits that, you know, you give them the, the starter set, and if they're into it, you, your gifts are covered for the next couple of years. I think you just keep
0: piling it in there.
1: It's, um, <laughs> but that's it's, dangerous. It's that's so like much when fun.
0: one kid says they like frogs, and then for the next 10 years of their life, all they get oh, yeah. is random frog toys that they do not obviously want.
1: Obviously, you need to monitor whether or not they, <laughs> they actually like it so that they don't get three years into the future and be like, why are you still buying me suits for that stupid Lego Mario that I've never <laughs> touched. But um yeah, it's, fr- from my perspective, it's just, it's one of those things where it's something that I love and Legos are something that every kid just sort of loves and it's it's just a great time to sort of get into it and, and it's a great format the, to to play with because you can set out your stages and, you know, you buy whatever you want, the piranha plant, the the castle, the... The Boo, like graveyard, which seems kind of macabre, but it's, it's so you know, it good, works. though. That Boo one's
0: really clever. <laughs> it's so
2: good. Oh, God damn it. Now I want one of those.
0: Oh, you have to, you have to do it. And then you get the uh, the SNES set, or the NES set mm-hmm. for adults, which is like $350. But you build this really accurate and lovely model of the NES and a little TV. And there's like a little crank on the side of the TV, and it plays a Mario game. And if you put the Mario figure on top of the TV, it makes the sounds.
2: I know. A mate of mine has that, and I am deeply jealous.
0: It's the Um, best thing.
2: (laughs) I was going to go for uh, tile. I, 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 I still think that tile makes a great stocking stuffer. The tech it is. Uh, so they're the little tracker things that you can throw on keys in case you lose them. Uh, and they also go the other way. So if you lose your phone, you can hit the, the key ring and it'll uh, find your phone and ring it for you. Uh, so I've found that very, very handy. I lose crap all the time. Um, some people can feel a bit judgy if you buy them a tile, but uh, you <laughs> know, um, it's it's for their own good. So <laughs> just <Ooh>. do it.
0: <laughs> One last stocking stuffer. Everyone always says that the best way to get into smart home stuff is a light bulb, but I don't know how many people actually need their lights to turn red and purple, like, it's mm-hmm. cool. Whereas the little TP-Link smart plugs are amazing. You can turn on your electric blanket from the living room, you can set your Christmas lights to turn on at sunset and turn off at, like, 1 a.m. when no one's seen them anymore. Or you can have, like, your dehumidifier, so you can turn it on and off when you need it. Like I think that is the best entry level smart home device and they're not that expensive.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good shot. I'm using a a Philips one, I think for my Christmas lights at the moment. And it's just so much easier because usually I, I end up with it plugged in somewhere behind something else and you sort of have to get into a weird place just to turn Mm. them on and off having, being able to just do it with your voice or with your phone or on a timer. Great.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go buy some now, actually, yeah, because I've got, I've got the Christmas tree out, and uh, it is a total pain in the ass to, to turn on those lights. So, yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, and Maybe a bit late for a Christmas
1: gift, but, yeah. You know, will <laughs> use them next
0: Christmas. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, and uh, finally, what do you want Santa to bring you?
0: So I don't want Santa to bring me technology, because I, I get a lot of that. But, uh, Santa in the form of my mom is getting me those really cool limited edition, uh, Adidas Lego shoes. And I'm really <laughs> excited about that. So like, as a sneakerhead and a Lego fan, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Thanks mom.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: What about you, Tim? Yeah. I'm kind
1: of the same way where I sort of don't want extra <laughs> gadgets and video games and stuff, but I, I do like really nice books. Like I like really nice coffee table books you know where it's so strange because it's like such a visual format and you would think that that would be way better on a device but I just like having especially if it's retro stuff if it's like about retro games or old computers or something like that where you can sort of shut off the actual tech that you use and and absorb something about technology but from a from an old format where you can actually feel it and look at it and not have to rub your eyes after an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I got the, uh, the best.
2: <laughs> mm. I, I got the the Hundred Years of Qantas coffee table book, and if, you, if you're into flying and you miss it over 2020, uh, that that that's a wonderful book to to flick through and look at. You know, the old old 60s uniforms and the cool library and all that kind of stuff. I, I love it. That is death.
1: cool. And smoking in the cabins that must have been <laughs> cool. I imagine that sounds. I'd like, like to see safety. pictures of it. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, so they still tell us not to do it. we <laughs> <I'm laughs> I mean, smoking in I, here, you
0: know. I don't know. I got on a flight in Texas once, and this guy oh. just insisted for the whole domestic flight that he would keep an unlit cigarette in his mouth. Oh, weird! <laughs> and I think the warnings are just for that one guy. It could
1: have been a stress thing, though. You know, he's, he's sort of... He's nervous about flying. He feels better with his cigarette. And he's one of those wooden cigarettes.
0: Maybe. <laughs> he seemed like he was having one of those but my freedoms kind yeah, of okay. moments. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he
1: You didn't was... say I couldn't have it in there if I don't like it.
2: Yeah. So... Well, if, if you're listening and you want to buy me a gift, I really want... Some bastard stole my e-bike. And... Tim, as as my editor, you know that I am a massive e-bike fan. I sneak mm-hmm. a story in every year. Nobody him. gives
1: this man an e-bike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, a mean one, Mister Grinch.
2: <laughs> I want an e-bike, damn it! I'm I'm so sad. Um, but but yeah, there are. Uh, the brand is called Volk. I'll stick it in the show notes. Um, that you can get a really decent bang for buck e-bike for about a thousand bucks. If uh, obviously that that is a very expensive gift, um, but I I just think that everyone should be riding an e-bike. Damn it, um, they're, they're much safer than getting on a uh, a crowded train in this day and age. And yeah, you they're they're actually really really handy and useful. So get yourself an e-bike if you can. That's that's your gift to yourself for 2021. With that said, I'm going <laughs> to wrap it up. Thank you, Tim and Alice, for for joining me today. Thanks for having us. And yeah, where thanks. can and where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at alice dkc, uh, and I'm on Twitter at tim Biggs.
2: Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you again, and we will speak to you next week. See ya.